Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's a great weekend for college football if and you watch football outside the SEC, but I imagine for many of you, Wes, that doesn't apply. Barrett Salee does, though. That's his job. He works for CBSSports.com, and he resides with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Hello, Barrett. How are you? I'm good, gentlemen. How are y'all? We are good. I love to get the little statistical comparison sheet from the league every week, and this week there are only four little boxes because there's only four games with SEC teams playing. Lots of buys this week, my friend. Lots of buys. But there are some intriguing games in the league. We're actually going to talk to Matt Moscona in about nine minutes about the Ole Miss LSU game, and I think that's as intriguing as anything going on this weekend. I can make a pretty good argument either way. Ole Miss obviously is a paper tiger thus far, which doesn't mean they're not good. We're going to find out a little Mm -hmm. bit more about them, I think, this week, though, in Baton Rouge. Well, I think they're very good, and I think maybe we're overreacting a little bit to what LSU did offensively last week. So um, I I can give you plenty of reasons why Ole Miss will win that game, mostly having to do with the defense, because you look, last weekend was kind of the anomaly this year. Uh, They create chaos in the backfield. They lead the SEC in tackles for loss per game. Hmm. Uh, and, And I think right now LSU's offensive line, a massive problem. Uh, part of the reason Jaden Daniels scored three times on the ground last week is because he had to, because there were people coming after him. So I don't really care that the game is at home uh, for LSU. I think Ole Miss wins that thing by double digits. I, I think they're going to prove that they are a legit football team. Wes, are you starting to come on board with this concept? You like no, this? I've always liked it. I don't think LSU can stop Ole Miss from running. That's the issue for me. I think uh, Barrett makes some great points defensively on the other side of the ball, but Ole Miss is one of the best running teams in the country, and LSU's not the LSU front seven that we've seen in the past. We should have had Matt come on this segment, and then they could have debated it. That would have been more more entertaining, probably. <laughs> anyway, Matt okay. doesn't want this smoke. No, he doesn't, buddy. Most people don't want to argue with you. Another intriguing game is A and M South Carolina. Jimbo Fisher has never lost three games in a row, and A and M has never lost to South Carolina. Little did we find out this week, Barrett. They actually play for a trophy. We didn't know that. <laughs> Um, we only recognize the trophies that David Basil created. So the question is, does the three-game losing streak happen now? And if so, the buyout's still too big to do anything, right? David Basil creates the best trophies. There's no doubt about that. No, I mean, I think, look, Texas A&M, you know, that, that losing streak's going to be snapped. I just think Spencer Rattler kind of is who we thought he was at Oklahoma. He just has worse personnel now, which makes his, his uh, shortcomings you know, even more apparent. So, you know, Texas A&M against Alabama two weeks ago, how'd they score? They scored because they got turnovers and created short fields. That's going to happen again. That's what, (laughs) that is how South Carolina operates. They turn the ball over. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not still, I'm not sold on A&M's offense at all. I just, I'm not sold on South Carolina's either. And and because of that, I think the more talented team wins. And, And overall, from a team talent perspective, um, you know, and got it. And I think maybe we forget in that Alabama game two weeks ago, Evan Stewart was awesome for the Aggies. And he was a big reason why Haynes King had success. So, uh, you know, I think they'll probably build off of that, especially since Anaya Smith is out for the year. Okay, the common philosophy we've all sort of subscribed to the last few years is, oh, Alabama lost. They're gonna be really mad this week. Look out, Nick's mad. Nick's gonna get him out for me. Look out next week, whoever they're playing. And a lot of times it's Mississippi State. So they're a 21-point dog this week. It's a little different animal in the Bulldogs this year. 
Can they make it interesting this week? No, because I think what Tennessee did to Alabama is pretty much how you're going to have to beat them. They're going to have to beat them over the top in the passing game. And, yeah, it's the air raid for Mike Leach, but he doesn't really operate that way. Will Rogers doesn't really operate deep downfield, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think in theory you can say, well, Mississippi State passes, that's going to be problematic. Not really, because I don't, don't think that they're going to be able to attack the problem for Alabama secondary. So, yeah, I mean, I think – you're right. A lot of this does come down to Mississippi State always being the one team to follow Alabama losses. Uh, that's a mad Alabama team, but it's mad because um, it got exposed. It's not able to be exposed by Mississippi State, how they operate. I agree with you. And don't forget, Mississippi State was exposed last week by Kentucky. Kentucky really shut that right. offense down, and I'm sure Saban's watching that, and he can do something similar. Sure. I would think. No uh, doubt. Uh, you know the old song, Don't You Want Somebody to Love, Barrett? I don't know about that one, but I do know everybody wants somebody to hate or look down upon. Missouri's in an interesting position this week, and that little dweeb, Drinkwitz, has been dying for a lesser-than opponent because they played very well against teams that are clearly better than them. Now they get a situation where they can pour it on Vanderbilt, and Wes and I, I think, are of the opinion, don't let me speak for you, Wes, that that's exactly what that little dweeb will do. Yeah. Yeah, I think that little bleed probably will do the same thing. <laughs> I think, like, you're right. They play up to their competition, and, and they also play down to their competition, which is, you know, problematic. That's why they lost to Auburn. But I think <laughs> right now that they've got to figure out a way to make things cook. And I, I think offensively they're starting to sort of realize that they need to consider a quarterback change. They need to realize that, um, they, they need to get Luther Burden involved, um, you know, more than he has. That's been pretty good for them. But, yeah, uh, I think they're going to take out some frustration on Vandy. And I love like, – Vandy's been all right. Swan's good. Um, they've got receivers all over the place. But I, I don't think they can win a shootout with, with, with a team like Missouri that is capable of doing the same and wants to do the same because they're angry that things have not worked out for them the way – uh, that they might have deserved after the way they played. Yeah, I worry about Vanderbilt playing Alabama, Ole Miss, and Georgia back to back to back weeks, and now they play Missouri. And Missouri was off last week, and you know they should be chomping, ready to go, right? <clears throat> yes, yeah. uh, and and I think Eli, while you know he hasn't had a lot of success there, giving him two weeks to tweak his offense, I think will help because. He does love to sit in the film room, and he's going to see a lot of things that he doesn't like, and some of those are going to be able to be fixed. Um, the last time I talked about Syracuse, Barrett, Donovan McNabb Donovan was McNabb. their quarterback. Sure. It's going to go yeah. way back to like Jim Brown, but not quite that far. Anyway, undefeated at Clemson. And, you know, Uyangalale, we've not talked about him at all because he had kind of a slow start. His numbers are really good. He's only thrown a couple of picks and maybe 17 touchdowns or something like that. Um, Will that game yeah. be competitive? I think it's going to be relatively low scoring. Will it be competitive? I think it'll be low scoring too, but I don't think it'll be competitive because Syracuse really is, it's just, it's a rushing first team. And, you know, I think right now it's just Sean and Garrett Trader. Like those are the two that, that are the offense. And when you're going up against Clemson's front seven, that is extremely problematic because they're going to make you throw the football. And, and I don't think Trader's capable of doing that. And, because that's the case, I think you're going to see a, a, a pretty poor performance from the Orange offense, and as a result, you're right, it's going to be low scoring because Clemson's not going to feel threatened. It's not going to have to do anything, and 
they're just going to make sure DJ doesn't make any mistakes. And by and large, he's played that way. Like you said, he's uh, a complete 180 in terms of, you know, playing, uh, you know, a, a risky brand of football. So yeah, I'm agree. I agree with you. I think it's going to be low scoring. And I just, I mean, I don't, I don't see how Syracuse is going to score all that much. Acres got me sold on this Iowa defense. <clears throat> They're really good. Uh, you you go back and look at the numbers. It's very impressive. But this week it's Ohio State. Can they do that against Ohio State? Uh, by the way, the number has slid to thirty now. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, yeah, they can't do that to Ohio State. I don't know if anybody can do that to Ohio State. I, I just think Ohio State right now, but how they operate offensively, it is uh, it is a just an absolute disaster trying to stop them. Like, if you're a defensive coordinator, what do you do? You know, and, and I think Iowa, while it's well coached, the athletes aren't there, and you're going to see you're going to see some points by an offense in Ohio State that uh, wants to prove that Tennessee is not better than them. I think we all sort of became enamored with Tennessee after last week. Ohio State was sitting there looking at that game on their bye week going, uh-huh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll show you what's up. We'll show you what's up next time we see the field. Forty-two ten. That's my prediction. What's the over under? Forty-nine and a half. That's yeah. too many. Um, okay, I'm going to say thirty-eight. I was thinking thirty-eight to ten. Yeah. Yes, we'll go thirty-eight ten, and that's if Iowa can I'm score gonna ten. 50. I'm going to say fifty-two to seven. <laughs> oh my! I don't think I don't think no. the, I would bet a hundred dollars they don't score fifty points. I, I mean, I was here's the thing. I think Iowa's defense is Tennessee's offense. I think they're good defensively against everybody. Now, if you hold Ohio State to thirty or thirty-five or even forty. He did a hell of a job. Yeah. Congratulations. Moral victory. Let me ask you this before we let you go. Is Ohio State or Georgia the best team in the country? Or Tennessee or whoever else you want to Ohio throw in there? State. Okay, I agree. Ohio State. They've been number one on my ballot in the CBS 131 for three weeks now. I'll ask you the same thing in two weeks after they score 67 on Iowa. And you'll probably the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Barrett, fun stuff. CBSSports.com. You can catch up with all of Barrett's great work and, of course, occasionally on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you all. Appreciate it. See ya.